Oh, yeah. Come on in. Y'all done got used to that music now. Y'all know what that music means. It is time for the big picture with Larry Raglan. And I am Larry Raglan. Can you imagine that? Wow. Larry Raglan hosting his own show called The Big Picture with Larry Raglan. That's pretty cool. So, listen, I'm telling you, man, today is going to be huge. This broadcast is going to touch some people's lives. It has a global impact all over the world. As I do at the beginning of every show, I want to remind you that it's very, very important for you to follow this podcast, share this podcast, and go to iTunes.com. When you do that, find the place where it says you can write a review, maybe even on your app if you listen on Spotify or whichever one of the apps you use. Give us a five-star review. Write out a, a, a short review. That will help us tremendously because what that does is that puts us in the system and gets us in front of people that don't know anything about this podcast. And it might get somebody to hear the gospel that don't know the gospel. Praise God. So that's going to be awesome. So I'm excited, excited to be a part of this podcast today. I think you're going to be glad that you've tuned in because I'm telling you what, I got a powerhouse. And I like saying this. In the studio with me, praise God. It's one thing to have somebody uh, on online or Zoom or something like that, but it's another thing when I get to get them in the studio. And this is one of the finest, greatest men you'll ever know in your life. He's one of my greatest friends in the whole world, partner in ministry. Uh, he is the man, the myth, the legend, Pastor Ronald C., otherwise known as the Sea of Love. There he is, there he is. Ladies and gentlemen, the crowd is going crazy. Welcome, Ronald. Good to have you on the podcast. Amen. It's it's an honor to be here with you. Amen. Don't y'all love that voice? That voice is just a voice of a preacher right there, if there's ever been one. Praise God. So, Pastor C, uh, man, that's going to be, it's a lot to pack into this short program here because we're going to talk about something that's dear to my heart and I know on another level dear to your heart. And that is the power of missions, what missions really is, why every church, every believer, quite frankly, needs to be involved in missions some way, shape, or form. I remember I've told this story many times. My pastor many years ago, when we first started pastoring our church, Sandy and I, and I really was just desiring uh, to, because I, I looked at him, I honored him, I saw success in him, and I'd read success books and all this kind of stuff. But I, he's a real-world guy that I could see that was making an impact and I asked him, I asked my pastor, I said, what if you could tell me one thing that would be the key that I could do to grow my ministry, um, to grow uh, what God wants to do in my life, what would it be? And I was expecting something totally different. And he said to me that, well, it's not one thing, it's two things. He said, if you will invest in these two things, if they will become priority in your life, it will change everything. And he said, number one, always invest in children, always have something for children because they're not the church of tomorrow, they're the church of the day. And then he second, and then he second, he said, you must be involved in global missions. Wow. And at that time I was raised in a church setting where, you know, you just, the, the missionary would come in once a year, show a little video. And that's about all you ever heard about missions. He said, but if you'll, if you'll teach your church and you'll follow as in your own pr principled life to invest, so and go on the mission strips and invest in children, God will bless everything you do. Wow. And see what, one of the reasons why your ministry is so huge is because you have both of them in what you do. You, you're a missions mind. He's, he's the director. Just so everybody know he's a director of missions at this great church I've heard about in uh, Birmingham, Alabama. If you had not heard about it, it's called Solid Rock. 
and uh, he's he's our director of missions, leads a team every year. But before we get into that, see, let's get into the basics of Ronald C. Okay. Uh, so tell us, Pastor C, because there's going to be people listening from all over the world that don't know you. And they're going to want to get to know you. Amen. Tell us a little bit about how, uh, you know, where you're from originally, uh, how, you know, were you raised in church, whatever, and, and you know, how God called you to, to, into the ministry. And then after that, we'll get into how he called you into missions. So tell us a little bit about the history of Ronald C. Oh, well, 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 what do I start? <laughs> <laughs> well, I was, uh, I was born and raised in um, Shelby County, uh, Clara. Okay. A country, a little small country town. We yep. call it a one-horse town. Ah, come on. If you see a horse, you pass him, you're going to pass through the town. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think uh, about, can anything good come out of that little small town? I thought, oh, I yeah. think about Lazarus. Yes. Uh, uh, can anything good come out of Nazareth, rather? <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Jesus came out of that. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. <laughs> so anyway, yes, um, I, I was... When I got saved, I was saved around right at 20 years of age. I feel like the Lord tricked me. Mm, come on. <laughs> He's good at that. <laughs> I, had a, I had a friend of mine that got scared up, and he was going to get saved, and he asked me to come to go to church with him so he would have somebody there that he knew. Wow. So I ended up going with him, and he slipped out of the back door, and, <laughs> and I slipped in the creek. Oh. <laughs> As you get too close to the to the to the bank you'll slip in so wow so i came in and, and i was under that anointing that mm. was anointed service and i've never seen or been anything anything like it and um i couldn't get away from it wow. so i kept i went back the next day and the next day mm. and the yeah. next day for three every day for three weeks wow and then i i ended up um giving my heart to the lord i remember that the altar call this man could make an altar call, make your hair stand up. Mm, come on. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. He's, and uh, somebody had asked me, did I want to go up there? I said, no, nah, I wasn't ready yet. I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not ready. I may, I'm not ready yet. And, and, and I, by that time I could hear that guy saying, you may not have another chance. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that got me there once. So yes, sir. Yes, I, sir. I, I ended up giving my heart to the Lord and I was, I was saved around 20 years of age and and from then on I got I caught on fire and for Jesus and one thing led to another and next thing you know five years later I'm, I'm in the ministry and wow and so um I never regret yep. of my my walk with Jesus amen well pastor you're very anointed you know the word tremendously and so so you're saying uh you said 20 years old you got saved so around 25 uh, I'm not going to try to do the math on your age. Like but so fi five years later, you was called into the ministry. Yes, sir. So here you are, you're pastoring, you've been evangelizing, you're doing all this kind of ministry. I'm going to just assume that missionary was probably never on your radar. Am I right? You are right on the buzzer <laughs> as usual. <laughs> you hit the nail right on the head. No, no, not my wildest imagination. I never imagined I'll ever be, um, involved in global world evangelism mm. never even crossed my mind so what brought it what brought it into your life T take us to that to that moment uh of when god pricked your heart and and brought you from alabama wow to the nations well it's kind of like when i got saved 
The Lord is like he tricked me. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yes. So, well, what happened, uh, I was never, I wasn't thinking about it. It's amazing how God knows us better than we know ourselves. Yes, sir. You may think you won't like something, but you don't really know if you ain't never, mm. never tried it. Come on. So uh, what happened was, um, first thing happened was a pastor. I never will forget it. A, a powerful man of God was preaching, and he said, he said every Christian should go on a mission trip at least once in their life. Listen to that. At least, at least once. And then he said, if you go, it would change your life forever. Mm. Even, even hearing that, I never thought I would go. I still, I put those words. I couldn't forget. Mm. And so a good friend of mine married a, a girl from, from Peru, from Lima, Peru, and invited me to go with him mm. to meet the family. Wow. I've never had been out of the country. I thought it would be interesting to, to leave the country. And uh, I ended up over there. And then something amazing happened when my plane hit the ground in Lima, Peru. Uh, another plane hit the ground. Uh, a group from Birmingham mm. uh, that we knew out of all the churches in the world. Wow. It was a, a church group that I knew, but they was going on a mission trip. Mm. <laughs> and you had no idea they were going to be there, right? No, no. Wow. No, had no idea. All the churches in the world that could have been there. Yeah. It was a church group that I knew. Wow. I didn't know they was going to be there. Wow. It was a divine appointment. Mm. And so since they were going on a mission trip, and I never had been on one before, I decided to just tag along. Wow. What did I do that for? <laughs> <laughs> if you would have knew. <laughs> uh, That's where it all, all started right there. I just messed up and went on one mission trip, just like Pastor Steve Vickers said. Every Christian should go, and it'll change your life forever as you go. Well, I don't want to butcher the facts on this because this is your story, but I keep thinking right now that the listeners would love to hear the story about when you were in that boat fishing in the Amazon River? Yes, sir. Uh, because if I'm not mistaken, I believe that's what sealed your heart to those mountains of Peru. And, yes, and ladies and gentlemen, what we're talking about is the nation of Peru. And, of course, most people know about Lima. But your heart is a place that some may know this name, some may not know this name, Cusco. And Cusco is famous around the world for that Machu Picchu. But... Machu Picchu is not why you go to Cusco. So we're going to talk about that in a minute. But tell me, tell, real quickly, tell us about how that fishing trip and who was on that trip and how you got up those mountains because of that. Amen. Uh, it all started with a, a pastor from Besma. His name is Pastor Scott Everett. One of these days I'm going to get him here and let you meet him. Yes, sir. He told me the, that it was the second trip, okay. that second year I went over there. He told me before I left, he said, find a need mm. and get back with him. He said I wanted, he wanted to be a part of mission. He, somewhere he learned that if his church got involved with missions, that God would bless him. Wow. So, so I've never, I, you know, it's very, uh, it's very uh, rare to hear somebody that said, find a need. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if I could interrupt you, see, I want to make sure that I'm hearing this right, and if I'm not, tell me. Okay. But the first time you went, you went on the invitation of your friend. Right. You, you ran into the missionary team, tagged along with them. Right. But if I remember correct, the second time you went, that you're talking about right now, right. you was by yourself. Exactly. 
So you went you went to a country. Yes, sir. By yourself. Yes, sir. That speaks a language that you have no idea how to understand. Exactly. Okay, so I wanted to paint that picture for y'all. Thank you. This man's walking around by himself in Peru. Don't know anybody. Don't don't know the language. Exactly. And look what God does. What happened was when when Pastor Scott told me to find a need uh, and get back with him, uh, I was scheduled to go over there with a whole group. And because after that first trip, I, I was so excited. I got my own group up together and invited myself. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So at the end, so all of a sudden, uh, something interesting happened at the last minute. Everybody backed out. Everybody. Everybody backed out. Yeah. And, 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 and then the, I heard the Spirit of the Lord say, if you back out of this trip, you're going to miss God. Mm. I thought that he was talking about missing God for that year. After looking back 17 years later. Wow. He was talking about my heavenly assignment. My goodness. I didn't know that. I yeah. would have really missed him. Yes. So uh, I, I, I was afraid to go, Bishop, mm. by myself. You yeah. know, I, can't, I, I couldn't. I didn't have no contacts. Uh, I didn't, couldn't speak the language. I didn't know anybody. I was what you call acluistic, which, which <laughs> means I had absolutely no clue what I was doing. I love that. <laughs> so so uh, I, I, I was afraid to go, but I was afraid of that. To, I was more afraid to miss God. Yes, sir. So I decided to, to I wasn't going to miss God, so I went. And as I went, I ended up in, in the, the jungles of uh, Iquitos and uh and I met this this powerful man of God by the name of Robert Barringer. He has one of the largest churches in, in, in Peru. Actually, his church is in Lima. But they have to have about five services on the weekend mm. to accommodate his people. Wow. His, he has so much influence that, that his church, I was told, that was the only church in that country where the president would come and visit. Wow. And through a divine appointment, I met him. And he invited me to, to go fishing with him in the Amazon River. My God. And I was I went with him. It was off season, which means that the fish during this particular time was not going to be biting. So what do you think? We got a boat full of preachers, and what we're going to be doing for the next three hours? We're yeah. going to be preaching to one another. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So as we was out there on that water, he told me about a phone call he got from the president's wife, telling him about situation in in the mountains of Cusco that they had record breaking temperatures. His temperature dropped down to thirty de- degrees below zero. Little babies was dying like flies. Wow. And they asked, she asked the church, I mean, the president's wife asked pastor to get the churches involved. And while I was out there on that boat, and he told me about those babies that was dying. And it was the first time I realized that's the reason I was in that country. Wow. I was supposed to help these babies. My goodness. And I couldn't wait to get, get off that boat then. I wanted to call Pastor Scott and tell him, I know why I'm here now. I supposed to help these babies on that mountain. And when you called him back, he sent the funds and you climbed that mountain and you began what has now become your life, your life's mission. Ladies and gentlemen, this I have been uh, multiple times on this trip going again this year. Uh, in fact, even as you are probably listening to this podcast, depending on when you listen to the podcast, if you listen to it on the week that it came out, then uh, we're not in the studio right now. We're, we're, we're on the mountains of Peru together, along with several others, the largest crowd you've ever taken this year. And uh, I can't wait to go on this trip again with you. But I want you to understand what happens here. Uh, Cusco is where, uh, at the base of what is 
part of what is known as the Andes Mountains. And these, some of the altitudes of these mountains where some of these people live are 17,000 feet above sea level. I think the last time we was there was at 17,800 feet above sea level. And that's difficult to breathe. It's difficult to do anything, but it's also cold. And we were not even there in the coldest time. And, um, but that's where they live. And, and they don't have internet. They don't have anything. Nothing really hardly grows up there. It's, you can't even imagine, y'all. It's beautiful, but it's, it's just it's devastating to see the conditions of these. And these children, what we're talking about, ladies and gentlemen, what I want you all to hear is we're talking about babies and children that do not have shoes. Many of them uh, to the to a family would have one or two decent blankets, uh, and what triggered your heart was that record cold temperature was literally killing babies on record numbers, and uh, it may not always get thirty below zero, but it's always very very cold up there. Exactly. So when we climb those mountains um, in those vans and everything, and take teams up there, we go into these villages, and uh, well, tell us, tell us, uh, see. When, when you go now, when you take a team up there now because of what happened on that Amazon River. Yes. And what happened when you went up there that first time. Yes. Every year. Yes. Sir. Tell us again how many years you've been doing this. I've been doing this for 17 years. 17 years. So when we take this team, because I want people, there may be people listening to this that may be like, I've been looking for something. I've been looking for something like this. I want to go on the next trip. So take us through, because of what happened in your heart when you got off that boat that day and climbed that mountain. Yes. What do we do when we go up that mountain now? Well, what we do, we, we take warm garments to, to help these babies and adults, but especially those kids from, from freezing to death. Mm. And as we begin to, we provide uh, blankets, we, all kind of warm material, uh, shoes, socks, blankets, hats, gloves, Everything that that keep them warm because the only heat they have is the is, is the uh, the clothes on their back, and many times as we help these babies, uh, you can see a look in their in their mothers those parents' eyes and they're wondering why are you so nice to us? Wow! And at that point, we tell them that that it was a man. His name is Jesus. Come on. And he, and he told us to, to, to help your babies. And, and even if they never heard the name of Jesus, even one time, all of a sudden they want to know about this man mm. you call Jesus. Say it. Sent you here to help our babies. My God. And when we tell his story, we're literally preaching the gospel. And it opens up a huge door uh, um, then we we after we pray for the sick and and we see many miracles and many salvations because they they all yeah. ears then absolutely yes and and when we go in there like you said blankets hats gloves and then the thing that's special to us they're all all that special to us but I guess we just sort of took on this heart for those shoes yes you know the thing that just sort of wrecked all of us when we first met you and and see it was miraculous how you came to our church, came to hear another missionary that you had actually met on the mission field yes. in Peru, John Smith, who's yes. been on this show, going to be yes. on the show again. Uh, tremendous world harvester. Yes. And I uh, trained you in a lot of ways. Yes, connected you. Yes. So you come to hear him speak, and then that's how I mean you met, and the rest is history. Yes. Uh, but so, you know, when you begin to share with us what, what you just said, and we begin to see the pictures and hear the stories, 
the thing that just gripped my heart was I couldn't believe what I was hearing when you were saying these children who live in this the coldest environment that anybody can possibly live in don't have shoes and they and and begin to see pictures of you know can you if you can imagine listeners um sandals made out of old tires and things like that with your 90 to 95 percent of your foot is exposed and you're really only wearing anything just to protect your feet so you can walk on rocks right there's no warmth there's no protection and those little feet those little precious feet soars all over them as a result of of the elements and uh my wife my wife sandy and i and our church we just said look we we've got to be a part of this and we didn't at that point we didn't know what level was going to be but that's just sort of been a thing for us here at our church. You know, we, we, you know, if we could tell that story about, you know, that one particular year that, yeah, yeah. you go ahead. Yeah. Well, it's interesting. I will never forget it. I actually had to put it, I had to put it in print yep. because it was so amazing what happened. A church had just dropped us, uh, that was helping us with the shoes, but they was no longer going to help us. And, that year, it looked like we wasn't going to have the shoes. And then as, after preaching at Solid Rock Church at the end, I said, it's breaking my heart that this year we're not going to be able to put shoes on those babies' feet. And I gave the mic to Bishop, and I sat down beside his wife, Pastor Sandy Raglan. Mm-hmm. And while, while I was sitting down, she would a real short, uh, um, a, a whisper to didn't want to disturb no one. She asked me, how much will it cost to put shoes on those babies? Lord and I told her how much it would cost, how many thousands of dollars. And, and it's kind of interesting. Bishop did not know that his wife had just asked the question. No. And with a loud, strong <laughs> voice, you know how, how strong that voice is. He said, Pastor C, how much would it cost to put shoes on oh, those babies' feet? And I told him, I said, $5,000 for a certain amount. And then he was going with us that same year. He said, I'm not going to climb that mountain without those shoes. My God, yes. I remember like it was yesterday. And if you had to say it that that night, even if you had the money, we wouldn't have been able, it wouldn't have worked because it had, you had to say it that night because we had someone to have to go there and, and get the, get the, the uh the shoe sizes and visit the place and prepare it and just so happened we had somebody in place wow his name yeah go ahead say it listen to this y'all this is his name his name is Moses, <laughs> Moses. <laughs> <laughs> and on, he wasn't preparing to take shoes off yeah 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 that's right come on he's the lane said he was he was preparing to put shoes Oh, oh my God! We, you got listen. This guy, this ain't a nickname. This guy's name is Moses, y'all. He drives a motorcycle all over this mountain, all over these mountains, sizing shoes, y'all. But that night, that night, you were able to let them know. Listen, let's do this by faith. We're going to do this, and we were able to do it. And that's a mission of ours now, and we've made it clear to you ever since. No matter what the economy's doing, we don't care. No matter what's happening, no matter who's in the White House, don't matter. Listen, those kind of things doesn't matter when it comes to kingdom business. We have to still do kingdom business. So that's what we're going to do. We're, we fully believe in the Great Commission here. So so we're a part of it. Sea's uh, missions uh, are, are just tremendous. They just change people's lives forever. You'll never, ever, ever be the same when you climb that mountain. I'm telling you, 
one of the things you talk about in your book, we're going to talk about just a second, and we talk a lot about is that mountaintop experience. Yes. There's just nothing like it. It's like an open heaven there. Yes. So real quick, tell us about what happens. What do you see happen? Have, have you? I'm sure you have. Have you witnessed young, maybe uh, even older folks, timid, shy, and all this? They get on that mountain, and everything changes. Everything changes. It don't matter. Uh, Sometimes this 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 uh, type of mission that we it's not easy. You know, there's challenges yes. involved. That's right. But once they begin to see those babies, those kids, and begin to minister. Uh, everything changes. Yeah. Um, I I, re, I remember several times when s- some of my team members they would they would start ministering to those kids and they just break down and cry Absolutely. right in the midst of it. They yeah. just begin to yeah. their heart just melt and they just begin to weep. And, yes. And I remember one one of the guys saying right right after they was giving material out and he just fell out and started la- start crying and they asked him what's wrong and. And he, he said, Pastor C, you need to see the faces of these children. Mm. It just melted his heart. Mm. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Yeah, and people that are shy, introverted, don't hardly say anything, yeah. they get over there and they start preaching the gospel. Yeah. Because it's just inspirational, y'all. So we can't end this broadcast without talking about the book. Amen. So you've written a book, and yes. this is, if I'm not mistaken, it's your first book that you've written. Yes. And I love the title of this book. And I'm looking at it right now, y'all. It just came out, and I was honored that the fact that he was able to do his book release here at his home church. Yes. And uh, so listen to the title, and then we're going to talk about where you can get that book. So tell us about the book. Amen. Actually, it's, it's the subject, the title is Because You Said Yes. Mm. Now, you heard me talk earlier about everybody backed out. It would have been easy. Yep. To not go. But because I said yes mm. to the Lord, uh, 17 years has passed mm. and thousands of, of lives yes. has been saved, been healed, been transformed uh, by the power of the living God. And we got so many testimonies. And these, this, this is 17 years in this little small book, a lot in this book yes, and yes. so uh, uh i am proud to i thank god that he enabled me to to write i never knew i was going to write it but he kept having me to keep up with notes and make notes of everything that's going on that's good. And, and so over the years i was able to put this book together yeah. by the grace of god and we are thankful because you know what we've talked about is living a life that outlives your life and you know yes. you and i've talked about the power of writing that book is is one day the Lord tears his return, me and you both are going to be gone. Yes. But but the gospel and the writings and the stories and the inspirational stories continue to go. Yes. I'm thankful that you said yes, see, yes. because you said yes, all those lives were changed. But I'm going to tell you, my life is one of those lives. Thank you, Jesus. And I, I, I couldn't imagine my life without Ron C. Glory I mean, to God. You, you, just, you just don't know what you mean to me Glory and to so God. many others. And so, see, I thank you for saying yes. I thank you for writing the book. Because you said yes, I thank you that you continue to say yes. And I thank you that you don't let nothing stop you. You you are one of the greatest inspirations to me. Thank uh, you. You, you. One of your famous sayings is we don't pray for being no obstacles. 
because yeah. we know that's not a biblical prayer. There's going to be obstacles. That's right. We pray that we're going we're going to manage victory, victory over those those obstacles, and they and those obstacles actually end up making us greater. Amen. Uh, so if somebody wants to get a copy of the book. How do they get it? Do they contact you directly, or do, can they go on Amazon or anything like that? Tell us how to get a copy of "Because You Said Yes." Uh, you can. It's available at Amazon. Okay. So you can get it from from Amazon. Okay. And so uh, it's about, and also we have uh, copies ourselves, but um, uh, so that's the way you can. And what I'll do too is I'll put down if you listen to this. Uh, if you'll scroll down to the description of this podcast, I'll put a direct link to the Amazon link. Yeah. Make it very easy for you. You can just roll down there and touch it and go get this book. You need to order this book. You need to get it in your hands. <laughs> and, uh, and, and maybe, maybe God's waiting on you to say yes. Uh, Pastor Steve, but as we end this broadcast, um, I just feel in my spirit that there's going to be people listening to this that, that may be being tugged towards missions. Yes. Maybe they're just being tugged towards God in general. Could you pray for us? And could you pray for that listener? That might be, you know, first of all, maybe need to give their life to Christ. But then second of all, that believer that has always been thinking there's got to be something more to this. And whether it's a mission trip with you or anyone else in the world, because this can go, this can be listened to anywhere in the world. Um, that for that inspiration to take that step to say yes. Can you pray for us? Yes. Father, I remember when that happened to me. I felt like that had to be something more to my life than what I was experiencing. And I asked the Lord the same thing Paul asked him, Lord, what do Mm. you want me to do? And Lord, I thank you that someone out there that feel like I felt, like Paul felt, there's got to be more to my life than what I've what I have experienced got to be more and there is more. And, and, and the Lord is waiting on you to just ask him, what do you want me to do? Wow. And Lord, I thank you as that person reach out and just ask you, Lord, what do, what will you have me to do? I thank you that you will move upon that person's heart. Yes. Lead God and direct them just like you did me. Yes. And Lord, I, I thank you that I discovered and give that person grace, give that person grace to say yes, Mm. because when you speak, it's going to require faith. Yes. And it may look huge. It may look impossible, but with God, Mm. all things are possible. Oh yeah. Lord, I just thank you right now that you move upon and that person is never going to be the same. You're going to lead and guide them into their uh, into the, uh, their heavenly assignment. Yes, Lord. And their God's given purpose. And they'll never be the same ever again. Mm. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Well, praise God. Thank you, Pastor C. Thank you for being on the Big Picture podcast. <laughs> Maybe this is this is a new thing that you the new venture that you might be going into, brother. Uh, it's definitely new. <laughs> well, I enjoyed it. I, it's been my honor. Uh, listen, if you want to know more about uh, Ronald C, I'm sure you got a website. What's what's your website? www.ronaldcministry.com. Ronaldcministry.com is also down. Be down in the uh, description for a direct link as well. Go to his website. Pastors, have him at your church. Leaders, bring him in to speak into your life. He is very powerful, very anointed, and you will be blessed. 
Ladies and gentlemen, this is the one more in the books, the big picture. I tell you what, that's what it's all about. Because in the big picture, you might hear me talk about politics. You might hear me talk about culture. You might hear me talk about missions, preaching. But at the center of it all, see, it's going to be Jesus. Jesus is always going to be in there because you can't see the big picture without Jesus. Thank you for listening. Make sure you follow this podcast and that you give me a five-star review. I'd appreciate it. Until next time, we love you. Peace out. <laughs>